Originally, Pentecost was a Jewish Thanksgiving-type festival celebrated seven weeks after Passover. On this particular Pentecost, however, the Holy Spirit is poured out upon the entire community of believers, just as Jesus had promised and the scripture had prophesied. Empowered by the Spirit, the entire community bears witness to God's activity in multiple languages. The second reading is from Acts, the second chapter. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at the sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in their own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with a new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Have you ever had one of those experiences where it's just, it's, it's so exciting and everything that you just have to run out and tell somebody? You know, somebody, you know, when you're little and you go to school and somebody says, guess what we did today? And you have to tell them because you're just all excited about it. Or maybe when you get a little bit older and you come home and, or you tell one of your friends, you know, and say, Guess who said hi to me today? Okay. Uh, 
or, you know, or, or when, you know, the older when you get engaged, the first thing you want to do is you want to tell everybody. You want everybody to know. Of course, now all this stuff happens on social media, right? I mean, that's what, it's not like you go in face-to-face with anybody. You're all doing it on Facebook and Twitter and wherever. And uh, Instagram, I don't even know all of them. I use Facebook, but I'm, too much media is not a good thing, so it's, it enslaves people. And I don't want it. But anyway, that's how we do it now. You know, you come home from work. I got a promotion today, or I got a good raise, or, you know, guess what happened, or guess who I ran into today. Yeah, I mean, all kinds of things. You, you can fill in the blanks yourself. There are all kinds of things that we just feel all excited about. And, but what it really is, and the reason you have to say something is because you got it in here, and, you know, you got that feeling, and, and you just got this burning desire to get it out. And that's like a fire. You know, you got this fire inside, and you... You you gotta express it and you gotta say it and you gotta do something with it because you just can't contain it. And I think that's kind of what happened with the disciples. On on the night of Easter, uh, John tells us that when Jesus appeared to them uh, in the room that night, it says that he breathed on them and said, "Receive the Holy Spirit." Well, now, 50 days later, they're gathered together again. They were told to go into Jerusalem and wait, just after the ascension, wait till you get power from on high. So they're waiting in the room, and all of a sudden, here comes this sound like a rushing wind. God breathing, maybe? Sound like a rushing wind, and then tongues like fire, you know, on all their heads. And so you had these outward signs that something really weird was happening. Something significant was happening to them. They probably didn't know what to think. They were probably a little afraid. You know, what is this? What's going on? But what happened was there was a change on the inside. Something inside them changed. And and it was the Spirit filling them up with power, filling them with fire, and this just burning desire to do something. And what did they do? They went out. And it was the Feast of Pentecost, and, and all these people were in town for the festival. So you got this huge crowd from all over the world. Well, I think God probably had something to do with that, because these people are all going to go home after this. And so there they are, they're all gathered there, and the disciples come out, and all of a sudden, they're talking in everybody's language. Okay, well, it's not like they, they took a Rosetta Stone course real quick and, and got all this together. Okay, this just happened, and all of a sudden, they're able, everybody's able to understand them talking. It's the Spirit. It changed them on the inside. It empowered them on the inside in a very different way than they had ever experienced before. But it wasn't just them, because the Spirit was working on all those people, because those people, the Spirit opened up their hearts. And, and remember, there were 3,000 people baptized that day. And, and so he was changing the hearts of people and, and putting a fire inside those people. And guess what? Those people went back to their home countries, all those places that were listed in that lesson. They all went back to their home countries. And what do you think they did? Guess what happened when we went to Jerusalem? Because they had that fire on the inside. And they just could not contain it. That was the spirit. That was the power that he had had given them but you know that kind of fire can wane over a period of time it can diminish and i'm sure 
you know, the disciples, you know, after they got into a routine and everything, they never lo really lost the fire because they were out there, you know, doing God's work and, and, you know, being apostles, those that are sent out, being that until they were actually sacrificed, until they died for their faith. So they were out there doing that. But you know Satan's going to come and try and put obstacles up, try and get in their way, try and stop them from doing what they want. But the fact is, the spirit won't be stopped and continued to work through, uh, through the disciples. Same for those people. Obstacles were going to appear in their lives, and, and the, you know, the, the newness and the excitement of that day would gradually kind of wear off, and they'd get back into the routines of lives. And I'm sure that some probably succumbed to the obstacles. There were probably some of them that did not remain faithful. But for the most part, they did, because usually, usually when Paul went to a town, and the first time he was in a town, there were already some Christians there. So you know it had to come from these people in Jerusalem. They had to have you know, said something when they got home. But that happens over a period of time. But the Holy Spirit will not be stopped, and he's still going to be active in people, even if it's not all exciting and, and fiery all the time. It's going to happen. And that's kind of what we've been experiencing here in Emmanuel, isn't it? That fire. I mean, you think about it. You think about the feeling that everybody's got inside about getting Emmanuel established and the excitement. And it's like a fire inside. And everybody, you know, has pitched in and everybody's getting together and doing it. And look how much has happened in such a short time. Okay? That's because there's fire, and that's because the Spirit is working in the hearts of people to make things like this happen in this place. And that's been an exciting time. And it's not just, you know, fire as a congregation, as Emmanuel has this fire, but each one of you's got it. Because you've all contributed in whatever ways God's led you to do, and, and that you're able to do, you've been contributing to that whether it's actually down here working or whether it's, it's supporting it financially or whether it's keeping your manual and your prayers, whatever. All of you have got that fire inside. But mark my words, Satan is going to be out there putting obstacles in the way. And, and as, as we start to get you know, more settled and into more of, of the normal congregational routines, you know, some of the feeling part of it is, is going to diminish. It always does. And that's when Satan's going to come with the obstacles and try and, and um, untrack us, try and get us on other, in other directions and other things. But the Holy Spirit will not be defeated. It absolutely will not be defeated. And, and will continue to work as long as we're open to it, as long as we're open to his leading you know, then, then that fire may not be as, as bright and hot and fiery as it is right now, but it's still there, and it'll still be accomplishing what the Spirit wants it to accomplish. It will not stop. That's what Jesus said. If I were to stay here, he told his disciples, he said, if I stay here, the Spirit won't come. Well, yeah, because he's face-to-face -face with us, so they would be dependent on him. He said, it's for your benefit that I go away because when I go away, the Spirit's going to come and then the work's going to happen through you, not through me. Then you are going to become me to the world, my face, my hands, my feet. And that's what the Spirit's going to do. When the Spirit fills you up and gets inside of you, 
the power that the Spirit gave the disciples to speak languages to heal people, you and I have that same power in us. Maybe we're just not as open as the disciples were to using it or to trusting it, but it's the same Spirit, the same power. And so there's really nothing that we as individuals and that we as a congregation cannot accomplish when we're following the Spirit's lead and doing what God has called us to do here. The the last verse of the uh, opening song that we sang, that hymn 163, I think this is what should be our prayer. On a, on, a, on a regular basis, and that we should, maybe we should print it up someplace and put it uh, somewhere, you know, I don't know. But listen, listen to most of that verse again. Verse 3, it says, Come, holy fire, comfort true. Grant us the will your work to do, and in your service to abide. Let trials turn us not aside, Lord, by your power, prepare each heart, and to our weakness, strengthen part. That's our prayer. It's our prayer for each one of us as individuals that, that, that the Spirit fill us up that way and strengthen us for service and help us to overcome any obstacles that might come our way. And that's our prayer as a congregation, that, that God will continue to work through us and never stop. There's a passage, um, it's actually the verse just before my confirmation passage, actually, uh, from 1 Corinthians 6, and it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Okay, we are the Holy Spirit's house, who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. We are the house where the Spirit lives. And... The Holy Spirit's fire is in that house. It's in your house. It's in this house. And it's that spirit that's going to lead us to, I think, do great things in this community for the Lord as long as we're open to his leading. 